And it's now 2 in the morning here in Metro Manila. And on this rainy night, we have another episode of Mysterium After Dark. And Mysterium After Dark is brought to you in tandem with our friends at Mysterium Philippines. Your safe space to develop intuitive potential in, in the Philippines. So those of you who want to learn how to develop your intuitive gifts or learn how to read the tarot or learn manifestation or even energy healing, um, Mysterium Philippines is your learning community. So we'd love to have you join us. So tonight's episode basically comes from the fan mail, and this is from Wilford from Cavite, and it reads like so. Right, let me just read it from my phone. Dear Sir Rob, I've heard time and time again on your podcast and even on your show that you have a present disdain for people who are fraudulent in their practice. I've heard you say several times that you feel these are dangerous to the community and I'm curious as to know why you feel so passionately about this. Do share in service, Wilford. All right, Wilford. So thank you for asking that. And of course, uh, this came directly from the fan page. Somebody sent me a message there and you win a free Celtic cross, Wilford. So send me a message because this kind of caught my attention and I wanted to share this. So people like to ask me that, like, Rob, why are you really gung-ho about exposing frauds and exposing inauthentic practitioners? Well, for starters, um, I kind of like to look at the practice that we do the same way a black belt in jiu-jitsu would. They scraped, they got injured, they fought, they competed for their belt. They worked hard for it. So if they came across a black, a fake black belt that they know is fake, that doesn't know what they're talking about, they're just posing, okay? That would be like the greatest insult all the effort that the true black belt put into their practice. I mean, um, who am I to speak? I'm just a lowly blue belt in jiu-jitsu. I barely made it enough there, but at least I know I earned that. So what more somebody who's dedicated his life to the practice? And the same thing goes with the occult that I've been noticing that there have been so many people out there, and I mean so many people claiming to do this practice, claiming to be a master of that practice, or they're doing this or they're doing that. But the truth is, these guys are just coming from their own delusions and their own illusions of grandeur. Now, on a more benevolent level, why is it that I actually care? I can always just say, you know, to hell with it. It's because I don't think just about myself, okay? I think about how this affects the community as a whole. And number one, Watered-down teachers make watered-down students. Once again, watered-down teachers make watered-down students. And a lot of frauds like to just read two pages of some Scott Cunningham book and all of a sudden, back in the day, considered themselves a high priestess. And as a result of that, um, they will try to form a coven or they will put up a group, but they don't really know what they're talking about. Like, if I'm, again, going to use jiu-jitsu as an example, yes, I may be barely a blue belt, but I'm not taking privates from anyone and I'm not giving anybody any lessons because I know there are better people out there who can teach and I'd rather defer to them. Um, so that being said, people who are fraudulent create a pandemic of fraudulent students or incomplete students. Number two, uh, Let's also consider that we are still in a predominantly Christian nation and most of our lawmakers are Christian. And all it's going to take is one bad incident. And all the things we practice would be put on the table for either outlawing or regulation. Like a, couple, couple, like a year ago, there was a big scandal about this person called Rudy Baldwin, where she took a shit ton of money from someone 
and um, she said that she could save somebody from COVID, but that person died and she didn't return the money. Now, when somebody does something like that, even if they're a fraud, uh, what ends up happening is it, in effect, doesn't stain the name of the practitioner, it stains the name of the practice as a whole. So anybody who's experienced anything like that, they're not going to say, oh, this person's amazing, um, or this person's bad, they did a bad reading. They're going to say that the practice as a whole is bad. And if it escalates, people can use this as a rallying cry to outlaw, regulate, or even straight up ban these practices in the country. And I wouldn't put it past that. So whenever I see somebody who's out there just to make a quick buck by claiming to be a master or if they're out to just get control over people even though they don't know what they're talking about, it kind of rubs me the wrong way because in a worst case scenario, they can ruin it for all of us. And it's like you're only just thinking about lining your own pockets. You're not necessarily thinking about how your actions are affecting people around you. You see, a lot of the time, I've, I've even come across this not just in the tarot practice or in the Reiki practice, because yes, there are fraudulent Reiki teachers, believe it or not. I've even come across it in like occult circles. People claiming that, oh, I'm a master of this practice, or oh, I'm summoning this spirit, or I'm doing this working. In most cases, it's like saying you're going to build a rocket ship, but you don't have the tools to do it. And it just makes me wonder, how badly are you deluding yourself? All right? How badly are you deluding yourself? I mean, again, I like to cross-reference and compare it with the practice of jujitsu, but watching videos on jujitsu will never equate to putting on the gi and getting on the mats, all right? Or putting on a rash guard and getting on the mats. So ultimately speaking, a lot of these people will read an article or watch a YouTube video and voila, I'm a mage. Um, and it kind of, it's kind of a slap in the face of those people who really take it seriously. So, Wilfred, I hope this kind of answers your question. That yes, there are fraudulent people out there. And the, the saddest thing about it is that they're not fooling anybody but themselves. These kind of fraudulent people, they tend to claim to do certain things, to be certain practice, to practicing a certain thing. But where there's smoke, there's fire. And I will tell you that people like this who are shady, who have a lot of secrets, who will claim to be an initiate of something that they can't talk about, you know, these kind of things are all red flags. And at the end of the day, I'm going to follow the old saying that Abraham Lincoln said, which was, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. So if you're going to go to any of these people by chance, and you mean, who knows, you may learn something from them. But a lot of the time, these fraudulent people either just want to make a quick buck or they want to get in your pants or they just want to control you. And I'd also like to tell you that those kind of people who aren't deserving will be very quick to try to control their flock. They will want to regulate who they talk to. They will want to regulate their social media, their exposure. And again, these are all red flags. And as I said in the past, if it looks like a cult and it acts like a cult, it likely is a cult. So, Wilford, thank you for asking this because I'm sure this episode is going to be helpful to a lot of people. Stay safe, good night, and keep learning.